The Detroit Tigers, walk-off winners. Miguel Cabrera turning back the clock. What a night. Today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. May 27th, 2022. A lot of twos in there. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. What a win. Walk-off winners. Walk-off winners, Miguel Cabrera style via Miggy. Just, uh, you know, whenever something like that happens, you don't you don't know how many more of those you're going to get from the big fella. You know, you don't. He's going to hit some more home runs. He's going to get some more hits. He's going to hit a few more doubles. You know, maybe he has a triple left in him. But he's retiring at the end of next season. That's, that's curtains on a first ballot Hall of Fame career. And, you know, how many walk-offs in Comerica Park does he have left in him? Who knows? This might be one of the last ones. It might be the last one for all we know. Walk-off winners in Copa, Miguel Cabrera, the big fella. I was at this game. Uh, super, super fun game to be at. The crowd was was pretty solid. Uh, the attendance, everybody clowned on. Like, I took a picture and put it on Twitter of, like, my seats, and there was a lot of empty seats. I took it, like, 20 minutes before the game started, 30 minutes before the game started, um, is when the picture was taken and it was raining all day. It was honestly, people thought there was going to be a rain out and it was a weekday game. Like I, it's not a tiger's exclusive thing. Like not, you know, nobody's pulling crazy numbers in those conditions. So whatever. Um, but the crowd that was there was loud and, and it was good. It was, it was a solid, uh, solid crowd. Um, fun game to be out. Uh, you know, Tarek Skubal, I got to go with uh, with with three of my buddies, three of my close friends, and uh, we had a great time. Uh, if my voice is is a little mellowed out, maybe uh, almost. I'm recording this right after I I well not right after I got home. I got home, watched Skubal, uh because it's hard to you know see pitch mix and and everything from uh, the stands, obviously. Um, so watched Scooby specifically, then hopped on. Uh, and now we're here. And uh, so my voice seems a little down. It might be, uh, I think by tomorrow morning, it might be just gone, gone. And I got therapy tomorrow morning. I'm going to have to explain to my therapist why uh, I can't speak. So that'll be a fun, that'll be a fun morning for, for your boy. Think, think of me tomorrow uh, or today as, as you're listening to this, obviously on Friday. But a big win, a really big win starting off a series against Cleveland, a team that the last three years has nothing short of owned you uh it, it's it's a really really nice to start a homestand uh, against cleveland out homestead a home series homestand yeah we just went to target field we got a big homestand coming up nine games at home right we got a four game against cleveland and a five game against minnesota all at home so starting off that whole thing you know at, w- with a dub is is big is real big um offensively this was a weird one offensively 
Uh, the Tigers did record nine hits, did score four runs. Um, and, and there were a lot of moments in this game where I was like, hey, this looks really good. And we haven't seen too much of this. And then there were other moments where I was like, hey, this is the same old crap we've been fed for the last month and a half. What is this going to change? So the fact that it was that it was like that, that it was so either turning a corner or it just kept going back and forth. I don't know how to word it, I guess. It was it was really weird to me. There, there were a lot of moments where I was encouraged and a lot of moments where I was where I was not. And I think the fact that that happened could be encouraging overall. I don't know. I, I don't want to keep just like coming on here and saying like, oh, maybe we're going to turn a corner. Look, the offense wasn't that bad tonight. And then the next three games we get shut out. Like, I don't, I don't want to keep doing that all year. That, that's very exhausting. Doesn't make me look look very good. You guys don't want to listen to it. Nobody wants to have that conversation. But uh, it was, I mean, Robbie Grossman reached base three times, two for two for four with a walk. Um, obviously, really, really solid. His on base percentage is up to three fifteen now, uh, which was second highest in the lineup, only behind Miggy, the big fella, man. What a night! What a night from the big fella. Three for four with the walk-off, two of the four RBIs. Miguel Cabrera's stat line on the season is now 300, 346, 407. And you know what's messed up is that I had a conversation with y'all, what, a week ago? Earlier this week, probably, where I said, hey, you know, if, if you were to ask everybody on opening day what their worst case scenario was, that this would be it or even worse than it, right? Miguel Cabrera with a slash line of 300, 346, 407, 754 OPS. I think that would have been toward best case scenario for most people of Miggy specifically. 300 hitter. With a seven over a 750 OPS. He's had an incredible May. He's, his OPS is well over 800 in the month of May. It's, it's, it's wild. It's wild, ain't it? That the offense can be this poor and just be struggling this much, right? Like we said, you know, we got nine hits in this game. Miguel Cabrera got a third of our hits and drew a walk. We do four walks as a team. That's a pretty good day at the office. We worked the count really well early, and we weren't getting hard contacts. We weren't taking advantage of the fact that we were getting into good counts, getting into hitters' counts, making that kid work, um, but not a lot of hard contact. His final line was three and a third, seven hits, three runs, four walks, four Ks. That's certainly not a great line. But the fact that you were only able to muster three runs out of seven hits and four walks, are you kidding me? You had 11 base runners in three and a third. 11 base runners just in the first three and a third innings. And you had three runs. And then their bullpen just shoved, and you went right back to how you have been looking. Great first three innings. Then the first reliever out of the pen went one and two-thirds of perfect baseball. 
And then the second reliever out of the pen, Morgan. Morgan's nice. Like people, all of Cleveland's pitching. Man, Cleveland's just a pitching factory. Their bullpen's phenomenal. Their starting pitching is phenomenal. We talked about it in the offseason. They'll just call some dude up that you've never heard of before, and he'll just give them like six innings, two runs, five Ks, one walk against you. And you're like, all right. Uh, you know, this dude was working at Kroger a week ago, and now he's out here giving Cleveland quality starts. They just have a pitching factory over there, man. So everybody they have is going to be nice with it on the bump. But, uh, you know, Morgan then goes three perfect innings. And Stefan came out, and obviously we got the walk-off. It's just – it's 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 so weird to me. And, like, you know, we we – this was this kid Pilkington – this was his like second major league start this season, like a reliever, the four a kind of player this season has been used as like you got 11 base runners off the dog. You got 11 base runners off him. You scored three runs. If you, if you were told, Hey, this team's going to have seven hits and four walks in the first three innings. And then, hey, you're going to have three runs going into the bottom of the ninth. Come on, man. So, still some some good signs. Like I said, Robbie Grossman, great day at the office. Miguel Cabrera, great day at the office. Uh, I thought Jamer, he did have a couple of strikeouts, uh, had had one hard hit. Torque drew his, his walk that we've become accustomed to. Um I thought Daz Cameron looked good at the plate. And I was sitting like kind of behind home plate-ish. Um, and I, I thought he looked really good at the dish. I, I just liked his his approach at the plate. I liked what he was going after. I liked the counts that he was choosing to to be aggressive in. I was a big fan of Daz Cameron's approach. I don't know how much of that was coaching versus just like Daz Cameron, you know, wanting to do what he wanted to do. But I was impressed with him. Uh, and then Scopey. Great day at the office, too. One for three, but had the sack fly as well. Uh, he's been hitting the ball super hard in the month of May, and I think it's only a matter of time. I, I, I This one's, like, legit. I think it's just a matter of time. I'm not just trying to feed you false hope. I, I would never intentionally do that. Scope's been hitting the cover off the ball, um, just getting a little bit unlucky. I, I think as the summer goes on, um, his, his offensive numbers will get be- better and better. His OPS is up to 516. I know that's still alarmingly low, but considering it was at like 398 like two weeks ago, you know, here we go. Like we're we'll we'll take it. Um Jason Beck just said Miggy is batting 300 through his first 39 games in a season for the first time since 2015. So there you go. That's fun. Um he was batting 300 deeper into the 2019 season. Okay, I don't know what that stat is. We're going to move on. So there's the offense for you. Lot of lot of good to take from it and a lot of same old, same old. You do with that what you will, I guess. Still still a lot of work to be done. Still a lot of like poor execution with runners in scoring position. Javi is still is still really struggling at the plate. Did have a hit in this one, did have an RBI in this one, but I mean as a whole is it's just it, it just doesn't seem like he's seeing the ball very well. Still believe in him. Still like the signing. Still plenty of time left in the signing. Still plenty of time left in the year. But again, it, this really comes back to at at this point, if we don't rattle off a, a few wins here to end this home stretch, um, 
we we probably hit just dug ourselves in too deep of a hole to get out of. But we've won two straight, and we've won what three of our last five? Is that right? Two straight, three of our last five. I think that's correct. If it's not, I'm sorry. I'm tired and it's late. Okay. We're going to get into the pitching side of things. Scooby on the bump in this one. First, I've got to tell you all about Built Bar. We've been asking, and Built Bar delivered. Built granola bars are here. Thank goodness. Built granola bars come with three unbelievable flavors. Chocolate peanut butter, coconut chocolate, and white chocolate berry. A lot of chocolate. Want to try all three flavors? You can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. These are so different from... The normal Built Bars and Puffs. Built Granola Bars are loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like Bars and Puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you've been waiting for a healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, this is your time. Head to Built.com right now. Go to the Built Granola Bars. Three delicious flavors to try. Like I said, don't miss out. You got to get yours today. Go to Built.com and get those Built Granola Bars now. They are absolutely fantastic. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. It's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for being Locked on Tigers. Your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, recaps of MLB games, analysis from all of our local experts, taking fans through the season like Northern Network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All righty-roo. The pitching. Let's get into Scooby, man. Uh, Here's the thing. He's got a 209 ERA now, gave up three runs, seven innings pitched. Uh, final line, we'll just go through it now since I've already halfway gone through it. Seven innings, five hits, three earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. That was miraculous in the sense that Tarek Skubal, he might be at a point where his off-ish night is seven innings of three-run ball. Like, that might be a down night for Scooble. And that's exciting as hell. That's electric. That, that'll, get the, that'll get the blood pumping. That'll get the juices flowing. Knowing that this man's worst performances might be... And I'm not saying, you know, like he had 11 whiffs. He had, a, he had a good outing. I'm not saying this was a bad outing. That's not what I'm trying to say. It was, it was very solid. And I, I'm sure that, you know, everybody gets roughed up sometimes. But... He was missing with fastball command a little bit when I went back and rewatched um, the curveball, the 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 shape of the curve. He like threw he threw seven of them in this game. He threw like three of them in one at bat. He was just like, "You will." I think it might have been a Josh Naylor. He was like, "You will bite on this knuckle curveball." <laughs> um, so I, I really liked the shape of the curve in this one. But the biggest thing continues to be the fact that his slider is it. You know, like like the big thing on social media, like Tarek Skubal is him. Tarek Skubal's slider is it. That is a pitch, man. That is a, a nasty. His slider topped out at 94 miles an hour. 
It averaged 91. His slider. Filthy. Filthy. It's got crazy shape. Got two whiffs on it. Um, but the fact that he throws the slider more than the four-seam fastball just makes me so happy. Because in the minors, he has such a great fastball that he was able to just blow it by people, and that's why he holds, you know, like K per nine records down in double A and single A, right? Um, but th- when he first came up to the majors, he was getting hit hard. And and he would still get his strikeouts, and he would still get, you know, great, great K numbers, good whiff numbers and such. Um, but he would consistently get hit hard. A lot of home run balls, a lot, a lot of high hard hit rates consistently. You know, we saw it. We've saw it, seen it every year, every outing uh, until this season. And it's just so nice that he went, you know what? The fastball, it can be my, a swing and miss pitch. It can still be an effective pitch. But if I use the slider as kind of my main pitch, I can really mess people up. And that's what he's doing. Listen to this pitch mix, okay? This makes me drool. Through 102 pitches, 7 knuckle curve, 18 sinker, 19 changeup, 21 four-seam fastball, 37 slider. That is beautiful. Every single pitch except the knuckle curve being used 18% or more. That's an incredible mix. It's just, it's all coming together. It's all coming together, and he knows it, too. That's the exciting part. You see him on the mound. He has FU stuff. He knows that he's the fuck, that he's the dog. That's what I said. I don't think I got that word out. I don't think I got that word out. (laughs) He knows that he's the man. Like, you see him on the mound. you, You know. He knows, right? And that's super exciting. Approach is is everything in this game. Whether you're a hitter, whether you're a pitcher, it doesn't matter. And having an FU approach gets you places. And Tarek Skubal is him. He's him. It's He's so fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. Only 5Ks. Uh, only 5Ks, right? Like 5Ks is somehow just like an afterthought at this point because it's a Scooble start. 5Ks in seven innings, 11 whiffs. Like I said, CSW percentage of 33%. That means that one of every three balls he threw was either a called strike or a swinging miss strike. Was a strike in some capacity. Not including fouls. It's unbelievably impressive. Unbelievably impressive. Great outing from Tarek. Uh, like I said, the the fact that we could be looking at a dude who like this is in the low end of like his outings, and even the runs he gave up were kind of like BS. Let's be honest. Like he, you know, Jamer could have made a play, soft grounder could have had a double play, but it was hit too soft. Like he he really could have got out of that with only one run given up, or even unscathed. Like he he wasn't given up super hard contact in that inning with anything. Um, it's just kind of seeing eye stuff, and they were able to lift the ball a little bit. At at, at worst, he could have got out of that with, you know, seven innings of one-run ball. Great outing from Tarek. Incredible. 
I, I get more and more encouraged every single time he takes the bump. He's a dude that was a thrower and struck a lot of people out, and now he is a pitcher. And it's so fun to watch because he can strike you out and dice you up whenever he wants to, but he's also efficient. Went seven tonight. Seven innings. If you would have told anyone that Scooble was consistently going six, seven innings a year ago, they would have been like, oh, goodness, that that's a change. Right? At least we forget just last year he was the CEO of like five innings because his pitch count would be at, at 100 through, through four or five because he was trying to strike everybody out. Now he's figured it out. He's a pitcher. It's damn fun to watch. Damn fun to watch. The, the biggest thing, we'll end with the Scooble discussion on this. The biggest thing for me is that even with this offense performing as it has performed, and even with this team has having the record that it currently has, Tarek Skubal has been so unbelievable, and he looks so good on the mound, and his mound presence is so just damn nice <laughs> and so intimidating and, and just like I am here. And it, it is as such where every single time he takes the bump, I think the Detroit Tigers are going to win a baseball game. And that is the sign of an ace. We'll get into the bullpen and the rest of the game right after I tell y'all about betonline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. We are back here for our third and final segment at Locked On Tigers. Okay, let's get to the pen in this one. So, Scuba goes seven. Uh, the rest of the pen was Jason Foley and Gregory Soto. Jason Foley, one inning, two hits, no runs. Um, I thought when I when I went back and watched Foley's stuff after I got home, I thought, first off, pretty athletic play there uh, in the field on that comebacker. I thought that the sinker and the slider looked really good. I did not think the changeup and the four-seam fastball looked very good. Now, he threw the four-seam fastball one time. He threw a changeup two times. So those two pitches that I didn't think looked very good are three of 12 pitches that he threw. So a quarter of his pitches, math, three, six, nine, 12. A quarter of his pitches. And I, I was pretty impressed with the sinker, and I thought the slider was incredible. He got his one whiff in, in the inning on a slider, and – uh, two balls put in play, both very weak contact off the slider as well. Um, kind of got, you know, babbipped a little bit around there. Did get cranked once on the changeup, right? So like, that's, that's my thing with him. Like, it's just, it's been so hit or miss on, on his stuff and whether I, I'm a fan of his stuff or not. I'm not sure I've ever really experienced somebody who from outing to outing can change my opinion on him so much. Like, you know, eight months ago. Uh, I would have told you I was a pretty big fan of Foley and that I, I would have been a fan of seeing him on the spring training roster uh, and, and getting a good long look at him this year in spring training. And at the beginning of the year, I was not impressed with him at all. And then now it seems to be an outing-outing thing. So it's really weird. Um, 
but I was pretty impressed tonight. The pitches that he threw the most often, I was the most impressed with. So I uh, can't ask for too much more than that. He gets a shutout inning, does give up the two hits, though. Like I said, his ERA is down to 284 on the year. Pretty solid still, even given all of his uh, ups and downs throughout the season. And then Greg. Greg gets nine. Uh, so at the game, when I was watching Greg, I was impressed. I was impressed. I thought, you know what? This is a good Gregory Soto outing. And then I went home and rewatched it. And drum roll, I still felt that way. I thought this was a solid outing by, by Soto. He gave up the one hit, whatever. It was fair by inches. And the dude was so late on the pitch that it, it, it was almost a foul ball. It was literally fair by inches. Um, and, and it's because he was really late because Greg throws 100 miles an hour. So whatever, you had a dude catch up to one. This was still a phenomenal outing. This is one of his better outings that uh, that he has had lately. To be honest with you, ZRA is down to two four five on the year. He does he hasn't given up that many runs. It's just a the runs that he do, does give up are glorious and just a beautiful implosion of epic proportions. So people freak out. But more importantly, the the whip is is very high and the walk numbers are very high and and the you know he's allowing a lot of base runners in these innings because his command is all over the place and I understand all that I really liked going to him in this game Cleveland has one good hitter in their lineup you know it once you're past J-Ram it's pretty smooth sailing that is not a very good lineup before the game today they made like eight roster moves like <laughs> There's a dude in the lineup in this game. That was his first at-bats of the season. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's really not a great lineup after. And like, oh, who am I to talk? Yeah, I I host a show where I have to talk about the Tigers every day. I'm very aware that our lineup is garbage too. Save it. Okay? Their lineup outside of J-Ram is bad. And so I really liked going to Greg here. Home crowd. Weak bottom-ish part of the lineup. I think we were right after J-Ram, so kind of middle, but back end to middle part of the lineup. Um, I really liked going to him there. I really liked it. I I, I give AJ props on that one. Uh, the hit that he gave up was barely a hit, and really all the other at-bats were pretty uncompetitive. I guess the, the I think it was Josh Naylor lead off the inning. He kind of fought for a little bit, had some foul balls, but ended on a pop-out. Had five whiffs in an inning. And you know, the other thing about this is he was, went heavy on four-seam fastball. Now, his four-seam fastball does have some run on it, so it might just be the difference in, like, how much the pitch was running and, you know, maybe he took a little bit of velocity off, whatever. Um, but, you know, we're used to that 100-mile-an-hour sinker. And the fact that he threw a lot more what, what was classified as four-seam fastballs was something that I noticed pretty early on. And I wonder if that is something that we will continue to see, right? Because he's always had the four seam, but it's always just been, you know, he throws on a hundred mile an hour sinker. Why would you throw a four seam fastball? <laughs> so it's always been sinker, slider, sinker, slider. And this one, uh, according to Savant, he only threw two pitches that were registered as a sinker. Um, I, I At the ballpark, he probably threw four or five that were re registered as a sinker. But a majority were still registered as four-seam fastballs. Savant has it as 13. 
of his 21 pitches as pure four-seam fastballs. That's not normal at all for Gregory Soto. It is all sinker slider um, with maybe one or two four-seam fastballs. That's it. So uh, that is something we all have to keep an eye on. We all got to do our work. Okay, that's everybody's homework. Whenever Greg comes on the bump, you got to pay attention. Is he throwing a four-seam or is he throwing a sinker? Because uh, that could be a pitching development thing. Like I said, that could be a conversation him and Fetter had where, where he's like, look, you can still throw a four-seam or a 102 and you have much better command of it. Let's do that instead. It, it, it could be a lot of things. It could be maybe a pitch mix thing where he just wants him to get used to throwing it more. You know, three different pitches. His sinker moves. And is 100 freaking miles an hour. So if you can get a straight fastball in there along with a sinker, maybe you can throw some hitters off a little bit more, miss some more barrels if they're expecting one and they see the other. There's there, there's a lot of possible reasons to why we saw this, but we did see it, and it is definitely something that jumps off the page at you. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, but I thought it was a good outing. He The command of the slider was pretty whack, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but he went away from it, just went back to what he knows, which is, uh, you know, sinker and four seam, mostly four seam in this one. And uh, yeah, here we are. So I, I thought it was a really good outing. Uh, I, I did not feel at the game or rewatching it that uh, any of the at-bats were honestly super competitive. I thought he was in the driver's seat for all of them after the first at-bat. Uh, that was kind of a battle, you know, full count, falling balls off and stuff. Besides that one, I thought he was in the driver's seat for all of them. So I was pretty impressed by Greg tonight, and I really like going to him in that situation. There you go. That's all I got. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like us, baby. Okay, sending you off into the weekend with a two-game win streak there. Nice little nice little two-piece. Nice little two-piece. We'll take it. We'll take it. And hopefully we can keep beating Cleveland, man. Really important next, next eight games. Really important next eight games. Let's go win them. Okay. Oh, the Matt Manning thing. We didn't even talk about it. Oh, my goodness. What a disaster. We won't spend too much time on it. Because I do want to talk about games when games are played. So maybe we'll save that for our next off day. But my goodness. It doesn't sound like he's going to be pitching for a minute. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't pitch for another couple of weeks. Good news, though. Riley Green starting rehab in Lakeland. Soon, baby. Soon. All right, I'll talk to you all Monday. Hopefully recapping a... Couple of wins. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all then, baby. Go Tigers.